The podcast which you're about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and... What the hell? Who, doggy? What do we got here? Looks like one of them big narrating types to me. I believe you're onto something there, husband. Who are you? How did you get in here? Shut up! I'm about had it with you, Mr. Narrator. With your Hollywood values misrepresenting me and my kinfolk saying we're a bunch of people fucking each other and eating other people who aren't from here. It's not true. It's a gross misrepresentation. Please, I implore you to put that meat cleaver down. Don't do what he says, brother. I apologize. He's just real smooth at talking. (laughs) Yeah, you're a little smooth-talking little bitch pig now, ain't you? (laughs) I'm not a little pig. I'm just a coffee shop. Fuck you, dude. Husband, brother. Yes, I'm all. Let's eat this some bitch. Okay. Brother, I think we should not have started eating this man. I feel like we totally undid the point we was making about stereotypes. Can you pa- yeah, pass the salt, please. This is Slasher Movie Podcast Now. An experiment in audio terror and flesh-feasting film fandom. Prepare yourself for your two hellish hosts, Michael Benton and Philip Shadburn, will chainsaw their way through the slasher movie classics of yesteryear. From the blood-soaked shores of Crystal Lake to the even more blood-soaked homes of Elm Street, this podcast leaves no factoid unmurdered. I'm Michael. I'm Philip. And uh, we are slasher movie stands. Or what? Do you not know that term, Stan? Nah, I know it's a name, and it's like an Eminem song. That's actually where it comes from. It's when people say they're a huge fan, a fanatic oh. of something. They say, I stan this. Okay, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I stan uh, uh, Katy Perry. I stan politics. Yeah. <laughs> you know Little I mean? milk chocolate candies with M's on them. Exactly. I stan everything, right? Yeah. Well, we stan slasher movies. Yeah. That's what okay. we're about, dude. Slasher movies are bay. They are bay. <laughs> They're hot AF. They got my W, my WAP. They got your WAP going? Yeah. We are two grown men with full-on WAP when we think slasher movies. Yeah, it's like Kraft macaroni and cheese that gets your noodle going. Nope. Gets no. our WAP going. Gets our WAP going. Okay. Yeah. So uh, by the time I was 15, I had seen all the Chuckies, all the Freddies, all the Jasons. I'd seen Ghoulies go all the way from popping out of toilets to graduating college. They grow up so fast, don't they? They do. I'd gotten my fix from the Candyman and gone over to a friend's for a slumber party massacre or two. <laughs> but there was one giant gaping hole in my slasher fandom. A God-sized hole. I still hadn't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I tagged along with the old Benton family up to Hollywood Video. We had money. And I rented what would wind up melting my fucking brain. Right? Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the meanest, dirtiest, strangest, bloodiest kink fest in American cinema. 1970s John Waters hangs his head in fucking shame. It's almost murder porn. Phil, I have one question for you. Yes. You like barbecue? God, I love it. Beef or pig? Uh, both. Okay. What about, uh, what about long pig? Uh, hippos? Long pig. Horse? Do you know what long pig is? Human. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. I was just acting stupid. Oh my God, you got me, you little Daniel Day-Lewis, you. Got him. (laughs) <laughs> long pig uh that's a rough translation of the phrase uh and i hope i'm saying this right pua oa a term once used by the marquesan people of polynesia it means human flesh and the age-old world-spanning tradition of cannibalism something to be proud of yes <laughs> um yeah they, people have been eating people since time immemorial right yeah. you know I would think that, yeah, I'm sure uh, in the Adam and Eve days, 
<laughs> people were just walking around, right. riding on top of dinosaurs' backs. And there were apples <laughs> everywhere. And they're like, we're not supposed to eat those, actually. So let's eat each other, baby. Yeah. Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here comes uh, Austin Powers. Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. We'll be getting to him later with he- with Hello Wayne, okay? With Hello Kitty Wayne. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> Hello Kitty. It's Wayne. <laughs> Oh, it's Ween? <laughs> the really weird band. I've never been able to get into them. I, I like certain songs. It's just I like, I like their weirdness. Um, There's is Ocean Man. Well, let's try it out. Piss Up a Rope. Let's try Ocean Man. Ocean Man. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, Ween's great. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my God! You like what? I played with the Ween. This is is that is that from it's Pat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, look. If you guys are uh, looking to get into a new band, <laughs> Ween yeah. from fucking thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, check them out. They're available on Apple Music. How about that? Isn't that special? <laughs> That's really that special. Okay. Um, Phil, you ever heard of Ed Gein? Yeah, he was uh, a cannibal from Wisconsin. He was a real... Look, he's cinema's favorite nutball, okay? Yeah. Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and today's movie, plus mm-hmm. a bunch of B-movies you've never heard of. Yeah. Right? Uh, they all t- they all look to Ed Gein, and they go, show us the way, master. Yeah, he's <laughs> the unsung, unsung hero of... Uh, I guess killers. He murdered at least two women, possibly his brother, had a collection of human skulls in a suit made out of stitched together human body parts. Well, I'll wear that to church. The connection to Psycho is his obsession with mother. Yeah. Uh, just like Mike Pence. Yeah. But that's his wife. Uh, the human body suit is how you get Silence of the Lambs. And the small town middle America lifestyle is how you get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. That and the eating you know, humans and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The slasher genre owes a huge debt to Ed Gein. Ed Gein... We stand you. Do you know what that means now? Yeah. When I say that? Okay, good. We're, yeah. <laughs> right? But he's kind of a hack, and I'll tell you why, all right? He's not my favorite cannibal. Okay. Do you want to know who my favorite cannibal is? Who? It's probably Dahmer, I'll be honest with you. I know he's like the big go-to, but dude, <clears throat> he tried to make zombie twinks. That is awesome. Yeah, okay. with uh, acid. He drilled holes in, in, in their heads and filled it with muriatic, muriatic. acid. Yeah. And he tried to make little twink zombies. That is like, I'm totally taking a page out to of this control man's the book. world. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it, it's his pinky and the brain scheme. Dahmer and the brain. Could you dot, am- dot, He's going to eat later. <laughs> That's on the poster. Right? Yeah. Uh, he had a drum in his apartment filled with acid to dissolve bodies with. All right, but there's another one I was reading about last night when I was doing the research for the show. Do you know about uh, Catherine Knight? No. Okay, she killed and skinned her husband, boiled his head in a pot with veggies, and tried to feed him to their unsuspecting children. I just call that putting food on the table. (laughs) That's what she said. She's like, you say this all the time. Well, I'm literally going to put you on the table. But look, let's not forget America's favorite cannibalistic family. The Sawyers. Yep. Right? You got Drayton. Mm-hmm. You got Nubbins. You got Jedediah, who is commonly referred to as Leatherface. And you got Grammy and Grandpa. Yeah. You got Peepaw. <laughs> you got Peepaw. I'm like, is he dead? Oh, he's not. He just should be. <laughs> like 120. Phil, what are the Sawyers getting up to in this movie? Well, like, there is the Drayton Sawyer. Sawyer. I think it's Sawyer. Uh, he runs a little gas station with his simple friend, um, and uh, he also cooks barbecue. Sounds great. It's a barbecue uh, restaurant, gas station, and you can buy, like, you know, like worms and stuff to go fishing. It's a country store. It's your classic, yeah, it's your classic, very shitty Walmart. <laughs> Even though, like, Walmart is shitty. Like, here it's like, yeah, it's smaller, but you can almost get it, like, 
everything. That's the shame of of these massive box chains is they showed up and they ran like good down home Grammy and Grandpa mm-hmm. stores out of business. So they had to resort to eating people because there was a food shortage with the Sawyers. That's exactly it. Okay, yeah. let me ask you this. Who's in this, though? Who's in this? Uh, you have Marilyn Burns, who is Sally Hardesty. She is the uh, scream queen of the film. The final girl. She's also in Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive and 1976 miniseries of Helter Skelter. Uh, you have Paul A. Partain as Franklin Hardesty. Uh, he's also in The Next Generation as an orderly... And the life of David Gale as just alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw the life. I know that's a Kate, I, it's, that's a Kevin Spacey movie. Yeah, right? it sucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah, that's a shame. It's that movie I saw like one time on like whatever channel that had commercials like on the David w- Gale channel. Yeah, just like a regular. Yeah, on the David Gale <laughs> channel, and I was like, this movie's boring and weird. And they're like, well, we have twenty four seven of it. I'm sorry, this channel is going down <laughs> hard. <laughs> if it's not American Beauty, I don't really give a shit about Kevin Spacey. Besides seven, what about uh, the Usual Suspects? Did you ever the, see? God it? damn it! No, I have not. Uh, well, then that's a classic. What about Hey Man, Kevin Spacey? What about K Pax Man? Is that the one where, he, uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, he doesn't peel bananas. He just eats them as they are. Yeah, he has it in his head. He's an like an alien, but it comes out there's like trauma of like his wife and kids were murdered. So it like Hold put on, him in this crazy state. They weren't eaten, were they? I'm not sure. I feel like they might have been. Well, that's what he gets for. He's like, "Hey, well, dude, by the end of this let's movie, let's go to Texas." By the end of this movie, I feel like fucking little Sally Hardesty would be thinking she was from K-Pax too. Like after all the shit she saw, yeah, she oh yeah, fucking loon by the end of this movie. Oh god, yeah. Who else is in this that we've never heard of? I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> you have William Vale as Kirk, the boyfriend, I guess, to Sally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good guy, good guy. And you have Alan Danziger, Danzinger, Dan Danzinger. Yeah, not like Danzig. As Jerry. <laughs> um, he's in Eggshells. That's a Toby Hooper movie from like the 60s. It's like a sci-fi. Uh, it's, no, it's like a weird. It's just a weird. Monster uh, in it, like the basement kind of movie. It's, so, it's sort of. Yeah, it's, it's just a weird experimental movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Terry McQuinn as pa- McMinn. As Pam, uh, she's also in the Texas Chainsaw 3D and archive uh, footage, so not really much. You have Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface. He was in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Campfire Tales as the narrator. Uh, He's not really in a lot, but but he's known so much and... Because of he's his role, he's that, iconic. Like one role, so yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he was still like, like he was known, like oh, he was known. Yeah, ask if you ain't heard and relevant. It's so. Like you ain't got Google, bitch. This is yeah. Gunner Hansen we're talking. Sounds like a wrestler, <laughs> Gunner Hansen. Yeah, I'm Gunner Hansen. Uh, <laughs> you have Edwin Neal as uh, the hitchhiker, mm-hmm. crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in JFK as Mercer. Uh, my boyfriend's back as Big Chuck's henchman. He was Big Chuck's henchman? Mm-hmm. He was his henchman? I said henchman. I would said it wrong. Oh. I'm making fun of myself. I am so sorry. Okay, easy. Put Lay your weapons down. And besides, Phil, I want to say real quick, on this episode, any way you pronounce words in that southern accent is totally fine by me, man. I don't want you to fucking eat me. Okay. okay? Uh, you people scare me. <laughs> Uh, James Nash Cedow as no relation to Max von Cedow or whatever. Well, I looked into something. it and I didn't see anything saying they weren't related. Okay. As Drayton Sawyer. Uh, he's also in Texas Chainsaw 2 as, uh, same guy. Sawyer, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have John Duggan as Grandpa Sawyer. That's pretty, there's not, yeah. Uh, it's, it's also, it's pronounced Dugan like that big pink one. 
slap him between your thighs, bro. Uh, you're gonna freak out about this. No. Oh shit! I've already we're already talking a scary movie. Don't do this to me. The narrator is John Larroquette. When I read that, I, I first off charted. I okay. I you've only seen this movie a couple times, right? Yeah. I I have seen this movie a hundred times, and for some reason, I did not know. That the obnoxious villain of Stripes and yeah. the guy from Night Court was, and Meatballs too. Oh, please, uh, you never forget. Was <laughs> the narrator for this yeah. fucking movie that blew my mind to pieces? If we weren't covering this, I would have never went on. So I could have seen this like over and over. Yeah, and not even known. I saw it over and over, and I didn't know. Yeah. Get this, he was paid to do the narration for this movie. They just gave him a joint. Joint, yeah. And get this, he's never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> He that still too. has not seen it as of 2008 when they asked yeah. him last. Um, is that it for the cast? Yeah. Okay. It's done. It's it's done. It's done. Great cast. Look, last year I read a book called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the film that terrified a rattled nation by Joseph Lanza. It covers the events that took place behind the scenes and the general mood of the country at the time in the uh, early 70s, right? And stop me if this sounds familiar. The United States was sort of going through a thing, okay? Oh. Uh, a failed war, political corruption, social unrest, economic recession. The first major wave of serial killers had just rocked the nation. Racial tensions, women fighting for equality, the whole fucking thing, yeah. right? Uh, the U.S., was on fire, right? Fertile ground for horror. Um, and uh, and they fucking nailed it with this. Okay, so let's talk for a second about Toby Hooper and Kim Henkel. I think was the uh, co-writer. Co-writer. Uh, he also starred in um, Toby Hooper's first film, Eggshells, which we just mm -hmm. talked about. Which again, it's it's some weird hippie experimental movie about they're in a house that has like a like some sort of spirit or, or or something not human something inhumane is yeah. in the basement yeah a toby hooper that you should see i don't know if you've seen it is eaten alive we're going to get to that in a minute yeah. we're going to get and funhouse we're going to get a oh, funhouse is fucking great. great i love so weird funhouse is amazing also obviously fucking i don't know why you didn't say it poltergeist Poltergeist. Oh yeah, yeah. The re there's a whole thing about that, and it's not a slasher movie. Maybe eventually we'll just kind of branch out to general horror movies, and yeah. we can do Poltergeist because a lot there's a there's contention about who actually directed it because it looks very Spielbergian. Spielberg produced it, but some people say Spielberg actually directed it. And it's a whole fucking thing. It's a mess, and there's no actual yeah. like straight answer on it. But um. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was written by Toby and a friend, Kim Henkel. Uh, yeah, they'd worked together previously on eggshells. Now, Henkel, or Henkel, I don't know how to say his last name, uh, he would go on to direct Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation. That's the one where a young McConaughey has a robot leg. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right, all yeah. right. You know the thing about high school girls. <laughs> destroy, destroy, destroy high school girls. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Toby Hooper is, look, he's one of the great filmmakers ever. He's done it fucking all. And no, to answer your question, I have never seen Eaten Alive. But it sounds amazing because apparently from what I read, it's about this redneck hotel owner who <laughs> feeds people to his giant pet crocodile. It's like Lake Placid if the alligator was just in like a, like, just in your backyard and just like in a little like pond kind of swamp area. <laughs> it is. It's like, what the fuck? Um, it's yeah, got Robert England. It stars a fucking young pre-Freddy Robert England. Buck. And um, actually, you know what? Here's a piece of the trailer. It is so fucking 70s grindhouse. Here it is. Yeah. If you were one of the millions of moviegoers who were electrified by the unbearable suspense and sheer terror of Jaws, get ready for Eaten Alive. <laughs> it's nowhere near as good. <laughs> He's just shoving people into a fucking yeah. pool. Created by Toby Hooper, maker of the screen sensation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Marty Rustin presents a new horror classic, Eaten Alive. 
into this house. It's just one of those classic, classic fucking cheesy as shit. Creature. Creature features. I love creature features. Me too, That man. might be, like, there goes Slasher, then Creature. Oh, man. Um, Mine would be Slasher, then it would be... Uh, probably rom-coms, and then Creature Features. We'll see, I meant... Well, well, those are no, horror no, movies. Yeah, love scares me. <laughs> <coughs> love scares me. Um, yeah, Robert England is in this as, like you said, he's a creepy dude named Buck. And uh, tell me if you can spot the Tarantino reference in this. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna play a clip for you. It's from Kill Bill, Volume One. Okay. Well, ain't you the slice of cutie pie they said you were? <laughs> Jane Doe, huh? Oh, we don't know shit about you. Well. I'm from Huntsville, Texas. My name is Buck, and I'm here to fuck. <laughs> okay, right? That's the uh, very lovely gentleman named Buck from Kill Bill. Played by the lovely Michael Madsen. No, it's not. It's not? <laughs> At all. I, I thought that, Buck was... You would be wrong. Oh. Yeah. Edit point. No, it's not at a point. We're gonna keep okay, that fine. I like okay. I like it when you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't I a stinker? I own the movie too. I don't know why I. Now, tell me if you can spot the reference. Name's Buck. I'm raring to fuck. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? That's fucking That's Robert England. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I just never, I didn't know that was a reference. I just thought it was like an easy thing to, you know, just have a character. Yeah. I'm Chuck. I'm here to fuck. Or I'm Chucky. I'm here to fuck a, yeah. you know. Do a dembala. Do a dembala. Give me the power I pack of you. <laughs> Chucky. Now, I think in uh, the last one, he's like a cyborg kind of thing. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, yeah. Chucky factors in heavily into text change. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, Toby Hooper, he was just a straight up fucking boss. Uh, get this. He was on campus at University of Texas the day Charles Whitman climbed the clock tower and started shooting people. That's crazy. Yeah. He was coming out of a building and a cop shoved him back inside telling him to, that there was an active shooter on the campus. Mm -hmm. Within moments, that cop was shot dead. That's crazy. This is all That's, right in front yeah. of him. Damn. Right? When he was a kid, he had memories of a doctor, the family doctor, paying a house visit and telling him about a, uh, a Halloween mask he had seen that was made out of cadaver skin. Right? <laughs> and then later in his life, he got a call from his aunt who lived in, uh, his aunt lived in Wisconsin and mm -hmm. told him the entire story about Ed Gein because it had just happened up the street from her. Yeah. So he was like steeped in fucked upness. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, actually, I got all that. There's this great article uh, on statesman.com. Uh, the link I'll provide in the description. But it was written by an old friend of his that just tells the time, uh, it tells all these stories about Toby Hooper. And one of the times it talks, he talks about is Toby Hooper was hired to film uh, a rally for uh, President Nixon, right? <laughs> and Toby Hooper, without thinking, showed up and told the Secret Service he was there to shoot the president. <laughs> they just fucking like tackled his ass to the Jesus ground. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. He's a fucking psycho. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, he has since passed on to that uh, great barbecue in the sky, man. That, uh, that yeah, great that, great, <laughs> that great pit barbecue restaurant in the sky. Right, back in 2017. Man. Yeah. You know, natural causes, just in case you were curious. Let's talk Gunnar Hansen. Mm -hmm. Gotta talk Gunnar Hansen. Sounds you, like a G.I. Joe. You can't... G.I. <laughs> Joe or wrestler? <laughs> I like I like uh, G.I. Joe yeah. way better. I'm Gunnar Hansen. That's like a, he, yeah, he is like like uh, the chain gun from Predator. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh of course. Gunner and it looks like an Australian Outback hat. Yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the acting debut for Gunnar, right? Uh, at the time, he had just gotten his master's in Scandinavian studies and English. He was... He was more egghead than Leatherface, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, like yeah. he was a brainy boy. Um, and he basically just saw an ad looking for actors in a local Austin paper and decided to give old Holly Weird a whiff of his shit. Yeah. A big whiff of... Uh, <laughs> of his bean box. Yeah. 
Old Beanbox. Oh, let's try and get that uh, trending. Hashtag Beanbox. Um, and Hollywood, uh, uh, they liked what... Uh, they 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 liked what they smelled, man. Right? They uh they smelled what the gunner was cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Quit pushing for the wrestling reference. This it's is... not gonna happen, Phil. Oh no, there's a slasher film with Kane called See No Evil. I can't wait. Jacob Goodblood. <clears throat> cool. It's it's not good. <clears throat> Do you wanna just Maybe ball up all the notes and just talk about wrestling the rest of the show. Yeah. I know you could. I know I could. <laughs> You're always yeah. an inch away. <laughs> yeah, I'm always an inch away. I'm like, just somehow this is going to tie in. I know, it really it's, it does. It's constant for you. Yeah. Um, okay, some quick gunner facts. Uh he is not related to Hansen, Chris Hansen, or David Joe Hansen. Huh. I double checked. I triple checked. Common misconception, right? I like meat, meat, meat. <laughs> he only played Leatherface once. That's yeah. fucking crazy because I I just figured he played him at least all the way through the originals before they started remaking him with like Arlie Ermy as the cop dad. <laughs> yeah, that, like, like the two thousand, the yeah, like the two thousand ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were bad. Yeah. Um. To be honest, to be I honest, this isn't well. the strongest series to begin with. <laughs> No, no. I mean, we'll get into part two yeah. and stuff when we do it. We're yeah. gonna eventually do part two. I th- that's it. No, like no, I, yeah. we're gonna do part three. We go long enough, brother. Oh, I, I, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, two was even like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, the only thing it has going for it, but it's also kind of a bummer at the same time, is that it has um, Dennis uh, Hopper, Dennis Hopper yeah. in it as the lieutenant. As yeah, the, like, it's like, like I'm the, here for vengeance of my brother who was murdered. <laughs> yeah, and they have a weird chainsaw fight. <laughs> Yeah, on top of like, it's a, again it looks top, like a putt putt mountain. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It yeah. was in a well. They had shot that in an abandoned theme park somewhere in Texas. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gunner didn't even particularly care for acting. Uh, so after they made this, he appeared in a couple things mm-hmm. after this. But he re- he basically moved up to Maine and became a writer. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, sadly, he also passed not long ago in 2015. But I like to think he's up there in heaven just uh, hanging people on meat hooks, you know? Yeah, and just going... <laughs> yeah, it just makes me feel warm thinking yeah. about it, you know? And of course, we got to talk the final girl, my favorite down-home scream queen, yeah, Marilyn Burns, right? Marilyn Burns, I mean, fuck. She does not get anywhere near the credit she does. No. Look, everybody talks Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and, and for good reason. She's from fucking Hollywood royalty. You know, her mother was the original Scream Queen from fucking Psycho, Psycho. right? And also, Jamie Lee Curtis went on to just have an amazing career. She did a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You know, my personal favorite is uh, Fish Called Wanda and True Lies. Mm-hmm. She's oh, so, of course, True Lies. Gosh, she's so good in that. So hot in too. I'm like, wow. She, oh, dude, when she's doing the strip tease. Yeah. Like, I, as a person of the uh, gay perspective... Mm-hmm. I used to wish it was me doing that little dance for Arnie. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is making me sick. <laughs> Where is Jamie? I feel like, yeah, it's true. He's a Republican. So I guess he yeah. would be nasty about Republic it. can't. <laughs> right? Can't get it up for death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shaking my big bony butt in his face. Yeah. <laughs> that final shot on her as the pickup truck is speeding away from Leatherface. And she is just caked in blood. Yeah. And that mix of insane relief and gleeful madness on her fucking face. Where is her Academy Award for that? Where is it? I don't know. But speaking of that scene where it's the guy in the 18 the truck wheeler. Did he just like, like he didn't. He just ran he off. He just ran off because I had to rewind and go, did he get killed? Because now no. she's got to get in that pickup truck. And I, I mean, to be fair, we don't know what happened to this man. Maybe maybe he went after him. Even well, he, he ran the same way to the Sawyer house. So No, 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 no. He ran just continuously down the road. He okay, did not yeah. run up to that house. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. saw this come from. Yeah. But having said that, I would also, if, if the guy was like chainsawing through the driver's side door of my thing and I just got outside I would probably just run away yeah, and be well, like, I, I'm like gonna get back in I know I'm getting a new job <laughs> you mm. guys that is covered by insurance I am not going back to d- 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 deliver fucking hot dogs or whatever fuck it once I was about to get like out of the truck and she's like ah, and, and I see him I'll just push and go no and just drive to be honest if I, it, 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 yeah I would have done that too <laughs> I am no hero oh no, no you know uh, but uh 
yeah, Marilyn Burns, she had already had a small part in Robert Altman's uh, Brewster McCloud, which was just some kind of weird experimental mm-hmm. early 70s Robert Altman movie. She was a young act- actress. She wasn't getting much work. And uh, she was a stand-in for Susan Sarandon on a Sidney Lumet movie called Love and Molly. And apparently she met Toby and Kim while she was working for the Texas Film Commission. And they got kicked out of a screening for Love and Molly because they weren't supposed to be there. And apparently the producer caught them. And they were just like these two like lanky hippies who were eating the food. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, like they're not supposed to be there at all. Yeah, and they just he just eighty sixed them. And then she went to audition for the film back when it was still called Head Cheese, which is still a fucking sick title. Yeah. Head Cheese is a great name for that. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, way better. It just says what it is. Well, like Head Cheese is already like horrifying because of what it is. It's like it's like cow head, just like ground up. It's like you, it's it's edible. Have you ever? No, never had it. There's something like that with a pig called. It's like Braunschweiger. Mm, think of more as a lunch meat. Like let's trash it up. Let's take. No, the that's germ- what I'm talking about yeah. Braunschweiger or whatever. Pretty that much, stuff is. but yeah, but it's more like in like lunch meat slices, not like a more. That's like a okay south meat. Yes, yes, yes. It looks like carpet insulation. I'll be honest, it doesn't taste that far off, and I love it. I love that stuff. I can't, man. It looks like there's pig teeth in it. There is. Well, I don't want it. It'll, it'll, you'll, you'll break a crown on that. (laughs) It's bad, dude. The craziest I've ate is deer and rabbit, and that's not even that crazy. No, it's not that crazy. But yeah, then she got the part of Sally Hardestay. And again, she also sadly has since passed. She died back in 2014. But I uh, like to think she's up there being uh, chased by a chainsaw-wielding redneck in heaven. (laughs) All right. That's Evan for you. Yeah. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, that's Sally John Lurica. I know, and her invalid brother Franklin. I don't, I just, it I don't see it. More tragic in that they were young. He's just sitting there smoking a joint like big yeah. feathered yeah. hair. <laughs> his payment. He's smoking his pay. He's smoking his pay. It's the seventies, dude. Smoking his payola. John Lurica, dude. It's just crazy to think. Yeah. That the stuffy asshole from Stripes. Yeah. <laughs> who I love. I love John Larry. I miss John Larrikin. Why was he in Night Court? Like, he was the judge, right? No? No, he played, uh, he played. I think, the district attorney or okay, something yeah. like that. Or he played the, the guy who just kept going to jail for killing people. Oh, okay. I never saw the show. I just know he was in it. Okay. <laughs> it's so smart to open this movie with that because it really sets the semi-documentary vibe of the film early. Yeah. It says this is based on a true story. Like that, yeah. You know, it's kind of like Fargo opens like that, too. Mm-hmm. The following events took place in Minneapolis or whatever in yeah. 1987. It may, and it didn't, but it makes you feel like it's more real than it is, which makes it that much more appalling when this shit happens, yeah. you know? Oh, this, oh, and it just opens with sounds of digging and just... Yeah. Horrifying noises. Well, look, as you can tell, there's no score, per se, minus the goofy-ass golden oldies playing in the caravan. And oh, that... Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to it. But uh, they wanted sounds you'd hear from a slaughterhouse. That type of just just steel and digging and grunts. And, and it that, made it horrifying. It really works, man. Like, it did not need a dun-dun. dun-dun. Honestly, I could not imagine this movie with that. No, didn't need it. The animal sounds in the Sawyer house were done by the sound designer's dad, who sort of just did animal noises with his with his mouth. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was like his party trick. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Actually, really, I love that. You'll see. You'll see when we get there. When uh, when they when Pam winds up in there, the score is mainly children's toys, uh, symbols, and a stand-up five-string bass. They uh, they would move the bridge up on the bass, just and they would just fucking pluck at it and scrape at it and just make all these those thumps and screeches that you hear. You know, but the opening where you just see the dug-up body that's been tied to the fucking gravestone—that weird, like statue made—that was yes. like that's like holy shit. Yeah, that's the first proper actual image you see. Yeah, and it's got like just jellified skin that's yeah. decomposing. It's just rotted. It's horrifying. You got yeah. the news report in the background. It's like there's been a series of grave robbings, you know, which is directly what Ed Gein did. Mm-hmm. He would dig up women that he thought looked like his mother after she passed, 
and he made a they made a mom suit. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Talk about mama's boy, huh? Talking about mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and that's the fucking opening for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is so immediately your skin is crawling, you're mm-hmm. creeped out. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this, it was like a Saturday morning, and we had just come back from Blockbuster, like an early morning, going to go rent it, Yeah, come back home. I popped it on in my darkened bedroom with like, you know, fucking, you know, rock and roll posters, and just kind of sitting there on the foot of my bed looking at it. Kiss posters. Yeah, it was always Kiss. It was Corey Hart. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Ario Speedwagon. I'm 53. Yeah. Um. No, and then I put that on and immediately was just like, God, it's, it's such, so uh, naturally gruesome. God. It's got a very natural thing about it. It really, it really does. Total yeah. natch. Total natch, bro. <sighs> you know, pretty much nobody hitchhikes anymore. No. I bet the term itself, hitchhiker, is going to just be not a word that anybody even knows in no. 20 fucking years. But hitchhiking was still a thing in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, I looked into it. Apparently, it started in the Great Depression because cars weren't universal and there were just tons of poor transient people just moving around the country yeah. looking for work. But hitchhiking, uh, look. From what I read, hitchhiking itself was not that dangerous. In fact, hitchhikers were more likely to be the victim than to victimize the person who picked them up. I could see that. Ted Bundy picked up hitchhikers. Mm -hmm. Zodiac Killer did. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, if you think about it, as the hitchhiker in that situation, you're the one that's really... Uh, the helpless one. Unless you have a fucking gun, you're like, oh, there we go. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly. The driver's the one with the power. Yeah. They also, first, they just don't have to pick you up. Yeah. You know? At all. A- at all. And also, what kind of person wants to pick up a hitchhiker? Sometimes yeah, you it's don't really know. nice. It could be a could be a caravan full of hippies. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. You know? And you could just be a nice guy with a weird, you know, uh, Boris Yeltsin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was uh, it? Birthmark, I guess. Um, was it Gorbachev? Oh, was it Gorbachev? Yeah, I think so. Whoever, who cares? They're all dead. Yeah, yeah. They're up there in uh, Kami Heaven. Kami Heaven. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. But hitchhikers are great for horror. You know what I mean? So let me ask you, what do you think of Franklin? Because before we recorded this, you said to me via text, you were like, "I fucking hate Franklin." Mm-hmm. What do you think about him now after having First seen it? First time I watched it, I was like, he's an annoying, privileged little... I know his, his legs don't work, but just this annoying, just fly, just this pestering gnat. Help, you know, just, 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 just an asshole. But then I watched it the second time, and I'm like, he's funny, but at the same time, he's the one that's like... Guys, something fucked up is going on. Something's up here. And also, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. That sucks for me. Now I'm stuck here <laughs> with my wheelchair, and I'm like, I'm outside. I, know, I can't okay. move around. I'm I was, not. I was gonna say, I, I like Franklin. I feel bad for him. He's bitchy, but I think it's because he's misunderstood. Yeah, kind of like me. Um, but yeah, he's played by Paul Parton or Partain. Partain. Okay. He was a method actor who stayed in character, apparently. Like, just when they weren't filming, he was acting as Franklin. Yeah. And the, uh, the other actors fucking hated him. That's funny. They did not know that he was intentionally, they didn't know what method acting was. A lot of these guys, again, these people were getting paid for joints, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they did not know, like, a lot about stuff. Uh... He eventually quit acting and became a sales manager for Zenith Electronics. Oh. Died of cancer in 2005. But I like to think he's up there in heaven, getting chainsawed in half by Gunnar Hansen. <laughs> sure. Isn't that nice? You know, that's the thing about heaven. It's whatever the happy thought in your mind, I think. You just relive it. Well, I also like to think that heaven uh, is a place, place on, on earth. earth. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Who did that song again? I don't know. Well, let's see. Maybe that Tiffany one that would sing at malls. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Heaven is a place on earth. Let's see. Belinda Carlisle. Let okay. me just double check. Baby, do you know that's worth? Do 
Hell yeah. This is what people want when they click on a slasher movie podcast. Yes. They're like, if they don't fucking have Belinda Carlisle or at the very least Lita Ford, I'm out. Yeah. Well, we've hit our or quota for the, the day. Or at least the mall girl Tiffany. You're doing the joke twice. The joke's so nice, he did it twice. Thank you. <laughs> then again, I'm going to keep doing my heaven jokes, you'll yeah. say. <laughs> so. <laughs> Great song. Again, Belinda Carlisle. Available on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Hit us up. Be a sponsor. Does she have a podcast? I, no. I, no. What? You did not understand what I just oh, said. okay. Sorry, sorry. I said Apple Podcasts sponsor us. I didn't say Belinda. Car- well, let's see if Belinda Carlisle has a podcast. I doubt it. Well, hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, she probably got a lot she wants to fucking say. Oh, I'm, I'm sure most people have a lot to say. Belinda. Carlisle. It is, right? Yeah. It's with the S in there. It's so weird. Wait a minute. First thing that pops up is my dad wrote a porno. Okay. Uh, my dad wrote a Christmas porno. It was the last episode they put out on December 15th, 2019. What is this? Imagine if your dad wrote a dirty book. Most people would try to ignore it and pretend, well, let's, let's try out the Christmas porno episode. The following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. Basically, the good stuff. Ooh, I'm excited. Fancy. Oh, the good stuff. He's very BBC voice. Yeah. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, one and all. It's the My Dad Wrote a Porno Christmas special. Alice, James, happy Christmas. Thank you. And to you. Happy holidays. This is the time that makes me feel like Christmas now. It's become such a tradition to do Mm -hmm. this. I haven't really felt Christmassy. Until we got together to chat porn. This is our fourth Christmas special, our fourth year. So uh, you know, I, the, the it's on Saint Happenson's Day. When I think sexy, I don't think the English. Oh, see, I was going to say I think the English. Oh, they invented sexy yeah. baby, I'm Randy. A, okay, I'm about to take off my trousers. I'm going to pop off my knickers, lad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ugh. Now, Phil, you grew up in the South. Yes, I did. Between I mean, this, so did you, but. Yeah, but I'm more... You don't have an accent. Yeah, yeah I'm not provincial yeah. like yourself, yeah. you know. I'm sure I have some family members who would probably eat a human, so... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've met them. <laughs> Between this and Deliverance, do you think cinema has been kind to your kinfolk? Oh, no. I mean, there's uh, the movie, like, Wrong Turn. <laughs> yeah. That one. Uh, no, there's another one called Southern Comfort with... Um, <laughs> With, uh, I think, one of the Carradines, not David. Keith? Keith, yeah. Keith. And uh, Powers Booth. Hey! And they are National Guards on, like, a practice, like, training operation. Yeah. So their guns aren't live ammo. Right. But, so, one of the guys is, like, an asshole, and he sees these, uh, uh, like, hillbillies, like, in the woods and just... Like starts shooting at him and laughs, and then it turns into a whole, well, you fucked with the wrong hillbillies thing. Right, yeah. right. The 70s was wall-to-wall with movies about city people who run afoul of country bumpkin psychos, right? Hills Have Eyes. That's another one. That's another one. Yeah, all this That's stuff. more like desert lurking, like nomadic, kind of, but yeah, about the same thing. But just like country folk. Yeah. One way or the other. Not necessarily southern, but just people outside urban areas, right? Yeah. Uh, you grew up doing the traditional southern stuff, like hunting. Right? Yep. Hunting, and of course, we would, for the most part, not throughout my hunting years, but my first few was the, har- was the whole like, all right, boy, you're going to have to skin it. I'm like, okay. And none at no point was it ever like some hipster from East Side Atlanta who wound up in the woods. No. <laughs> not once. He's like, hey man, why are you skinning me? It was me being terrified of that happening to me. Your dad's like, save that Yola Tango t shirt. Yeah. That looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little skinny, it's a little tight on my it's a little tight, but it looks pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let's talk Leatherface. Uh the scariest slasher character ever? Like the most fucked up looking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, look, I love Freddy more, okay, to be honest with you, but Leatherface is fucking bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Gunnar Hansen, uh, apparently he modeled Leatherface after people with special needs. And according to people with special needs and their parents, guardians, family members, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, he apparently did a very good, sensitive kind of job. He went to um, a school for the mentally handicapped. 
Right. And he would observe like the way that they would move around like, and like the way that they would talk. And, yeah, and right. ticks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was supposed to originally, Leatherface was supposed to have some amount of things he could say. Mm-hmm. And Gunnar Hansen made that choice, right? Like Toby Hooper gave him the gave latitude him, yeah. to just, okay, run with it. Do what you're going to do mm-hmm. as long as I approve of it. And what Gunnar Hansen brought back for Leatherface, he was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right? Leatherface is, he's kind of like the classic movie monster, kind of like Frankenstein's monster in that he's really just kind of misunderstood and he kills out of fear. Fear and the family kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really just like trying. He to, does, he he probably he can't comprehend like what he's doing is fucking horrible. No, he's really just trying to. He's just trying to do what's right by his kin. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all understand that. That's a southern that. thing. That's a southern thing through and through, brother. Hell yeah. He's just up there in the holler just trying yeah. to take care of everybody. Don't you talk about my kin. It's like, <laughs> you don't even like half of them. Shut up. That's a very southern thing, I yeah. know. Um, but yeah, Toby Hooper said that Leatherface is basically the way he always saw it, was just as a giant toddler, like... He kills people who startles him. He's just sort of innocent-minded. Just he's just he, again a giant. Makes toddler. Homer Simpson noises. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's so I thought true. about like in my head if there was a treehouse of horror that was Texas Chainsaw, Homer would would be Leatherface. Oh, a hundred percent. Have Marge as um, I guess as uh, the main chick. Sally Hardis. Sa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd be Franklin? Who would be Frank? Comic book guy. Sure. Help me, I can't move. You can, know? I, can I be honest with you right now? I've never seen The Simpsons. Holy crap. I don't even know what it's about. I'm from the Ukraine. No, I'm I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up in a cul-de-sac. I okay. just I've just never seen it. Wow, really? Yeah, you know, instead I was like actually making something of myself and going to college. Sick burn. Uh, Sorry, bro. Anyways, okay. moving along. When you were nine. <laughs> Facial. Um, I mean, the first few kills of this movie, it's just people walking up to the house. Like the one to me, like the first one, the simple just the hammer. Oh, we're gonna get to it. Yeah. We're gonna get to it. But I'm telling you, it, the first few kills are just people walking up to the house. It's very Texan. It's very Southern. It's very, get off my land. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, so yeah, let's talk Kirk and Pam. Uh, Kirk, right, with that open shirt, that is a fucking statement. Mm-hmm. That whole look. With the hair. With the hair. The oh, Dukes man. of Hazard. He he looks like a Dukes of Hazard character. Yeah, kind of crossed with like uh, with like uh, uh, Luke Skywalker, you know. Country hippie. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. You said it right. Austin. Austin. Country hippie, right? Um, Yeah, he just goes inside the house. Like, why the fuck did he even enter a stranger's home? The 70s was weird. (laughs) You just walk in. (laughs) It was before people locked their front doors and stuff. You just walk in. Don't worry about knocking. Just walk into a stranger's house in the 70s, and you're fine. Yeah, you'd grab a Lone Star beer, crack it open. Oh, how you doing? I was was about to uh, cook dinner. You just plop down on the couch. It's your friends, by the way. Yeah, watch some Johnny Carson, you know? Hey, like, that's just apparently how they did it. And then, yeah, this is when you see Leatherface for the first time. It's yeah. kind of an upward Dutch angle shot mm-hmm. on him where he just comes out of the slaughter room yeah. with this big hammer, and then yeah. just hits him over the head. And then he falls to the ground, he starts convulsing, convulsing just like yeah. rattling. Yeah. That is such gr- that What a great choice. That looked like a really good kill. No, it like really did. the way did. that he moved. Very believable. Yeah. That's what makes it so disturbing was mm-hmm. that choice for the, the convulsing was crazy. And then Pam goes in, you get the classic butt shot mm-hmm. where it follows her from this swinging bench or whatever yeah. up to the thing. And then here we go. Let's play this thing. Let's do it. All right, Pam has just found the room full of chicken bones, skulls, and I guess a bunch of like feathers and like animal refuse on the floor. Yeah, I was going to say, because obviously it stinks and she's terrified. Oh, and she's like gagging and scared shitless. And then she meets, she meets Jedediah Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and he, she wakes it. she's almost out of the house. He drags her the fuck back in the travel shot when it's following him back through the front door and then it cuts that long shot down the hallway is amazingly mm-hmm. well shot. I fucking love it. The and thing with these kill scenes is it's just like Oh, here she goes on the meat hook. Here she goes on the meat hook. Now, of course, she was hung up by, like, a kind of a strap situation, Mm -hmm. and she can only hang on there for, like, a a minute. minute. Yeah, before it would just get too painful. I mean, it's, it's fucking horrifying. 
And then he just goes back to just chopping up uh, old Kirk. Yeah. Starts up the chainsaw. Oh, it's such a fucking brutal, brutal goddamn movie, man. And then, of course, Sally Hardesty's uh, beau, Jerry, right? Otherwise known as Disco Stew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tries to be a fucking hero, and he gets hammered. Yeah. Hammered. He goes and he tries to... Oh, he opens the freezer, sees the dead body. Yep. All right, so he just hammers him to the ground, and at this point, Leatherface is wigging out, right? He's like, where are all these college kids coming from? He goes over the window, he's like checking the window, he's fucking losing his shit. Then he just kind of... Then he just kind of sits down for a minute, right? Just kind of collects himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's kind of going through something, right? I've always felt so... It's so weird to say this, but I really feel bad for Leatherface in this scene because he just cannot catch a fucking break. break. It's it's like, he's just trying to get some new fucking meat for some new barbecue. They're mm-hmm. going to be selling it down at the country store. Yeah. Some killer jerky for next months. Yeah. These are big, kind of thick 70s college kids, you yeah. know? And instead, just more people keep coming in, hey, have you seen my buddy? And just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's just smashing them to death. I always felt like, because Leatherface... You know he's kind of he's kind of going stir crazy in that house, right? Yeah, Hitchhiking yeah. brother gets to go all over town. He's got the other brother who just runs the shop. Yeah, and this they're like, no, you have to stay here. No one can know you exist. I know. I feel like Leatherface just needs a nice girl, you know? Yeah. Right? Just like, excuse me, is there a Mrs. Leatherface? Okay. <laughs> right. We'll find him. Uh. Well, look, Chucky got a wifey. Mm-hmm. Right? It could help. It could help. I used to be a wedding photographer a couple years ago, and trust me, I've seen fucking worse. And I'm going to give you an example right now. There's a small town south of Atlanta, about 45 minutes to an hour away from Atlanta, okay? It's called Barnesville. Middle of nowhere, kind of run down. Sorry if you live there. <laughs> but I had to go do a wedding down there. It was a little redneck wedding, right? And I get there, the couple, cute as could be, just a little chubby, little fat, little redneck couple. They were like, hi, not thank you doing our photos. The whole thing, yeah. right? And you got the whole family there. And afterwards, I followed them over to some, um, you know, some rec center for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, the, re- the, the, what do you call it? Reception. For the reception. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm taking photos and everybody's just kind of sitting there eating chicken wings and Papa John's and like Mountain Dew. I swear to God, that was like basically I'm pretty that sure. was the food. And you know what? To be honest, it looked great. Okay. Yeah, it looked I'd great. Eat it. Of course it, I would. Who the hell wouldn't? Everybody's wearing just like little ill fitting tuxes. They're all just short, little fat, little it's not camo, is people. it? <laughs> no. Okay. But there was a guy there who showed up. He was about mid thirties. He showed up alone. And he was wearing, head to toe, a Spider-Man costume. He's my hero. And then he he gets a whole paper plate full of fucking cheesy bread and and hot wings and a big thing of soda pop. And he sits down and he takes his mask off. And it's just this redneck with a beard, long hair that's like greasy and matted. And he like, and because he's wearing the Spider-Man gloves... He's using like napkins to hold the hot wings, right? So it doesn't get his his little costume dirty. This yeah. guy's in his mid thirties. Okay. And his grandmother looks at me and says, "I told him not to wear that fucking thing." That's that's fucking hilarious, right? And everybody's sitting there, and then the DJ put on Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks, and everybody lost their fucking minds. And they I don't want to go moshy, but I'm all I'm talking. Everybody was like grabbing their bow and jumping yeah. up and running to the dance floor. No shoes on. Tore the house down. They had shoes. Don't be offensive. Okay. <laughs> we don't do that kind of humor anymore. Okay. Let's talk Sally and Franklin. All right, brother and sister. Right, Ken Odd couple. Ken. Yeah. yeah, they are kind of an odd couple. Yeah, yeah you got Felix and Oscar here, you yeah. know? You got the messy one, and you got the OCD one. Da-da-da-da. Franklin's death bums me out it every does. time, dude. Because he's just... I know that he's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. I know... Sally, please! Don't leave me, Sally, please! I know, I know. 
I can't do nothing with my legs don't work. Why don't y'all just leave me? Why did, but then they, but him getting chainsawed to death, he did not deserve I it. Know. It is so cruel. I know. I felt bad. Oh, uh, technically the only actual chainsaw murder in the movie. Is his. Is his. And then he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Sally's running off. She's got some fucking big fat loon chasing her yeah. through the goddamn Texan brush. Yeah. Right? Brush. She has sling blade chasing her. <laughs> exactly. And then Sally runs and she makes it back to the country store from earlier. Yeah. And she gets there and she's like, okay, I got out of this. Yes, my entire friend circle and brother is dead, but look, at least I can get some killer fucking barbecue. And this guy Drayton, he seems like a good he guy. He seems like him. a nice guy. He's 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 got a nice smile and voice. He, great smile, great yeah. voice. Not grating. It's not yeah. a grating redneck okay, voice. It's sorry, a perfect, sorry. beautiful voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Be best. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Here he is. Uh... We got Mrs. Vodka, you know, yeah. first lady. So to be honest with you, I always thought Drayton was their dad. I did too. Because first off, okay, he plays the oldest brother, right? But he was already 54 when they shot this. Everybody else was in their 20s or early 30s, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, but when he puts Sally in the burlap sack and he's just like poking her <laughs> with his broom handle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is a very weird insane. It's like if you thought the like all the parts before that got crazy, it's when you like meet. It's like when you learn about him, and then like just that whole weird fucking weird family. That's the thing is, at first you're just seeing Leatherface, Mm -hmm. and then before you know it, the family starts. You'd be like, oh, all of these weird characters we saw. Of course they're all related. Yeah. Right? And they're all brothers. And they all live in the same house with Gammy and Gampa. Yeah. And that's where we wind up back for <laughs> supper. It's dinner time. Yeah, it's dinner time. Ready to chow down, Phil? Yeah. You like this That dinner scene. And that screaming. It's it's harrowing. It yeah. really, like, she is doing such a mm-hmm. great job getting across how terrifying it is, but apparently the shoot itself for this scene was terrifying. It was in the middle of a Texas heat wave. They were stuck in this fucking house with no, no uh, ventilation, Mm-mm. right? A Texan house built in the early 1900s. Covered in mold. Exactly. Uh, they shot this over 24 very grueling hours. The crew wound up calling that, that night of shooting, that full day, they called it the Last Supper. Yeah, okay. Right? Now... For those who can't see this and haven't seen this, Sally is having dinner with the Sawyers, mm-hmm. grabbing her for dinner, let's say. It's a good old Sunday dinner. <laughs> uh, she's tied to an armchair, literally, <laughs> which yeah. is so fucked up. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Grandpa for a second. Now, all that makeup they put on Dugan, the actor, uh, they shot, when they put all that makeup on him, he was like, I'm never sitting through all of this again. It took like 38 hours. To shoot it. Not to do the makeup. Okay. Yeah, but once they put all the makeup on, he was like, we're shooting all of this at once. I will not do this again. He threatened to quit, right? So they were like, all right, fuck it. We'll shoot it all right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over the course of 36 hours, they shot the shit out of this. And he's terrifying, but I'll be honest with you, he's always kind of looked like the Six Flags guy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like an older Six Flags guy. (laughs) <laughs> and they're basically like, he only likes to just sort of, like, lap up blood, head blood from people. So they put her over that bleed, that blood yeah, bucket. with this dumb hammer that he can't. And he's like, come on, Grandpa. Come on, come Grandpa. It. Oh, it's so, dude, it is, I'll be honest with you, it is very Southern. Nothing's worse than a sadistic, giggling redneck. <laughs> Honestly, no. Honestly, no. I agree, it's man. It's creepy. The, the, it's very unsettling, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is a very pro-vegetarian film. I think so. Right? Like, Guillermo del Toro, he cites this movie as the reason he became vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's very much about we're not that different from cattle. That's sort of the message of the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know? 
And to be honest, we are hypocrites about what animals we will or won't eat. Like, it's very arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we eat cats and dogs? And Yeah. Like, the Americans have always looked at the French weird for eating frogs, which I don't even know Snails. if they actually do. But I, my family from Louisiana, they eat frogs. I and love again, frog legs. And again, they are, like, Cajun Tastes French like chicken strips. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. I want some more of it. Um, I did try going vegetarian once. Mm. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Propagandi, which is the Canadian political punk band, right? And they had this song that starts with them going, Stop consuming animals. And I was just right. Shut up. I I know, I know, I know. But I was like 20 and insufferable and in college. Uh, So I was like, Twig boy. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to stop eating meat because it's just about living a cruelty free life. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even mocking people who do that. I get no, it. That's no, fine. If it's that's just, your thing. That's your thing. Absolutely. Just don't come down on like the people who eat meat. Most of them actually don't. That's just, all just of the, the stuff whole. you've ever seen in media where they do that. That's written by a fucking steak eater who got mad. He's like, "Oh, you don't eat meat? Well, you're probably well, a political asshole." It is the media. <laughs> you're fired. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, go home. All right, go. I'm not kidding. Put your fucking headphones. Take them off. Go uh, home. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Go. I'm not kidding. Get the fuck out of here. That could, we don't bring that kind of goddamn humor on this fucking show, dude. We don't do puns on this show. <clears throat> Phil, come back in. Alright. Look, I'm sorry I blew up at you. Just let's not do that kind of shit again. All don't right. bring that shit in here, okay? People click on this, they want that good shit. Okay, sorry. Alright? Oh, anyways, to put a button at the end of that, I lasted, I think, 12 hours as a vegetarian, and then I was just like, meat! Like, to me, it's just like you're eating a, like you're eating just a bunch of side dishes. Like, you're not, I don't know, I'm just a meat guy. I have to have meat in most of my meals. Actually, my, most of them. My most, I would say most. Well, the reason for that is because you're a beefcake. That's true. I'm Wait a, a minute, I said don't bring that kind of shit in here. Oh, I did it. Meatloaf is kind of a meat cake, or beef cake. God damn it. Now, Sally, she's been through the ringer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can safely say that. Uh, she jumps out of the window, and Marilyn Burns didn't do that. She had a stunt double to do that. But she still wound up injuring her leg, doing the fake... The fall. The fall to the ground to look like she had just landed on the ground. And yeah. she still injured her fucking leg, which is... That did, sucks. Did they not have a crash pad? I guess they didn't. I guess so like, they did. Just jump from the windowsill down and just fall flat. You I won't guess. get hurt. I swear to God. I don't know how it happened. Just don't think about it. But this ending scene is so damn messy. It's in broad fucking daylight, which is great. Oh my god, it's amazing in the daylight. That's what I mean. You got the hitchhiker brother coming at her. Then yeah. he gets <laughs> he gets run over and split in half. Holy shit! Oh yeah, it's fucking crazy. That was a rewind. Now he's just cutting fucking half, and then you got the fucking truck driver, the eighteen wheeler guy, that goes to shit, right? And then she finally jumps into the back of a pickup truck, and she takes off, man. And she's yep. she's going to, you know what? She's seen better days, my friend. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, she's you know uh, brighter futures lay ahead. Yes. You know, let's be honest. She looks fucking crazy after this. Yeah, I mean, like all the dried blood and everything on her clothes and and the running and the running through bushes. Ugh. And then it ends with uh, Leatherface just pitching a fit in the middle of this Texas road. (laughs) Yeah. It is my favorite final shot. The Griswolds drive-by? I don't know what that is. (laughs) And she's like, Sparky, stop, (laughs) pull over, let's help this nice man. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. I love crossovers, bro. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I got to say, that closing shot on Leatherface is my favorite final shot in a horror film ever. Yeah. It is so, so fucking good. And that's it, dude. That's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. That's it. That is it. Phil, what was the budget on this bad boy? The budget was 80000 to 140000 Yeah, I think they got the uh, the rest of the money when they were in post-production, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. To be able to help with, you know, getting it in theaters, getting people to see it, sound, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Well, the box office was $30.9 
God, that's even more than Friday the 13th. So they made some money, I'll tell you that. $30 million back then, you could probably just buy Earth. Yeah. Why didn't they just do that? They could have bought Earth, the Texas chain... Chainsaw the Earth, or te- Earth. Earth Massacre Chainsaw. It writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check in with Roger Ebert. Uh, he gave it two stars out of a possible four. Mm. He agreed it was a finely made movie, okay? His problem was the lack of context for why any of it happens. Quote, no motivation, no background, no speculation on causes is evident anywhere in the film. That was his big problem with okay. it. Okay. And to be fair... He just wasn't a horror fan to begin with. He he gave a bad review to um, uh, Night of the Living Dead only six years earlier. He just did not like horror films, and he did not like the new direction they were headed, which is what we love is into a lot of times more realistic, yeah. a, a lot bigger emphasis. Emph- Reality based. Yeah, bigger emphasis on realistic gore or just over-the-top really gross gore. Mm-hmm. He just didn't like that. Having said that, I do agree with uh, with Mr. Ebert here. There is no motivation. There is no background. None of it is here because there needn't be an explanation. It's like the Halloween thing. You don't know why he's going after Laurie Strode. Exactly. Right? That's why it's such bullshit when they make Laurie Strode his sister in the fucking sequel. (laughs) It's like, no, the scary part was you don't know why he's after her. Mm -hmm. Right? Same thing with this. You don't know why they're this fucking weird, crazy hillbilly family that does it. They just do it. They just do it. Right? One second, you're driving along, just, oh, look at the nice, beautiful Texan country, and before you know that, the next thing you know, you're fucking barbecued, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Been butchered. But Roger Ebert also, sadly, has passed. And I like to think he's up there in heaven, being chainsawed in half by Gunnar Hansen. All right. <laughs> oh, the joke's so nice, he said it five times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... This is the meanest horror film I've ever fucking seen. I, I, I would say so. The meanest, the grittiest, and the dirtiest. It's nasty. It's brutish. It's short, just like life. Mm-hmm. Right? It gave us Leatherface. Okay? It disturbs me to this day. It's a true achievement in horror cinema. I give it five Chuckies and a Cenobite. I give it a, yeah, I give the five Chuckies and a Cenobite. No, pick your fucking own. Be creative. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I thought this was the rating system. All right. I gave it five Michael Myers and five Freddy Kruegers. Five Freddy Kruegers, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, then um, I'm going to throw a pumpkin head in there, too. Okay. I just don't want to be outdone, you know? Gotcha. Pumpkin head's worth six. Freddy Krueger's, by the way. Okay. I don't know why. Why would that rate more? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and ghouls, ladies and germs, as the dawn light breaks and the ghouls retreat into their darkened dens of death, so must this edition of Slasher Movie Podcast Now cease transmission. But don't fret, we'll be back next Monday with the Wes Craven horror masterpiece, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us keep bringing you this depravity to your eardrums. <laughs> Visit us on Facebook at SlasherPod. Check us out on the gram at SlasherMoviePod. And we'll see you in hell. Ribbit. Or Budweiser. A Bad Ego Production.